most holy God, the earth is filled with your glory, and in your presence angels stand in awe. Enlarge our vision, that we may recognize your power at work in your Son, and join the apostles and prophets as heralds of your saving word. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The following passage from the prophecy of Isaiah speaks of Isaiah's reluctance to be God's spokesperson. As a sinful human being, he felt unworthy and incapable of undertaking such a call from God. Isaiah's attitude changes when God uses hot coals to prepare his mouth for his mission. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. After we've listened to the words we will hear from St. Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, it might be a good thing for us to summarize what we believe about Christ and the demands and the hopes of Christian life. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand. This is the good news to which you are also being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaimed to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what in turn I had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 of his brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, 
as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of the apostles, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out in them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little while, a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that it was Jesus, he fell down at his feet, saying, Get away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For Simon Peter and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of the fish that had been taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought in their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. Last night I shared with the people who were here when Colette and I drove in for a Mass, we Drove, drove by God's beauty. This ice storm might have played havoc on us, but God's beauty was in the trees and the sun shining through the trees with ice on them. It was really a spectacular feeling to see God's really good works at hand. The Lord said to Isaiah, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. Paul says that based on his and the apostles' preaching, our faith is founded. In our gospel, Jesus says, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Today, all three readings dwell on the topic of people 
who are being called to be an evangelist, one who delivers the good news to the world. The vast majority of us probably do not remember the most important moment of our lives, the moment when we were forever baptized into the body of Christ. Perhaps even fewer of us realize and appreciate that during our baptism, we were also anointed as priest, prophet, and king. So what does it mean for you and me to live out the deepest meaning of our baptism? Simply put, as baptized priests, we are to help to bring others to God and God to others. As baptized prophets, we are to speak through our witness to the truth in word and deed. And as baptized kings, we are to utilize our time, talent, and treasure for the benefit of our neighbors. By our baptism, we are called to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. That is who we are to be, isn't it? So what does it mean when we are called? Fabrizio Gatta was one of the most famous faces of Italian television after a long career as a presenter on Italian public television. After a profound encounter with God, he left everything at the age of 50. And last December, at the age of 58, he was ordained a priest for the Diocese of Antimilia Remimo. He remembers it like this. I was successful. I had nice cars. There were beautiful women. I lacked for nothing. But still, there was something missing inside of me. Then he had a dream of Padre Pio. He said it was a very strange thing because he had never had a devotion to him nor any particular interest. The next day in his mailbox, he found a worn image of Padre Pio. This was the first sign that started to make him think. Eventually, the path to priesthood opened up when Fabrizio began assisting the missionaries of precious blood in their evangelization efforts. Today, Father Fabrizio is focusing in on reaching out to young people and evangelizing them, or rather, re-evangelizing them, as he prefers to call it, as many of them have stopped practicing the faith they were brought up in. Fabrizio heard God's call, and he answered. In today's gospel, we hear the call of the first apostles, men who perhaps were best described as simple, ordinary people. These first disciples were not of noble birth, not from financially well-off families, nor did they have any social status of any kind. They were simply laborers, fishermen, more rightly referred to as peasants, as opposed to nobles not very qualified to speak out as a prophet. If we take the approach that every decision Jesus made was thought out and made with purpose, then we might ask why Jesus would call these simple, ordinary men to follow him. I believe, like, to think, I like to think Jesus called these men because of their personal qualities, because of their potential to be effective disciples. 
These were men who we could describe as people of good heart, men who knew how to work long and hard, men who would have compassion for those who struggled to survive, men who cared for others, men with willing spirits, men willing to respond to the call of Jesus. If this made them simple men, then I think this is a pretty darn good thing. You know, each man had a level of freedom to respond to the call. They were not encumbered by wealth or social conventions. In other words, they made themselves available. When the disciples witnessed Jesus' miracle of the huge catch of fish, they were astounded. They were ready to accept the imitation of Jesus when he said to them, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. They left everything and followed him. This call today is described as more than a summons of our faith. It is a call to our ministry. Isaiah is called in order to be sent as a prophet to the people. Paul is called to travel and give witness. The fishermen are called in order to spread the good news and gather others to Jesus. So it is, too, with us through our baptism. Our call in our life is not one of personal holiness lived in union with God. And as important as that personal holiness is, we are further called by God to be sent into the world. Furthermore, our encounter with God is not a private affair. It is a communal responsibility, just as faith is essentially a communal process. As Paul says, our faith has been handed on to us, and we in turn are meant to hand it on to others, to let them know, to become aware that they are God's children and that they are loved by God. We learn much about how ministry works from the apostles, those Galilean fishermen who were working their trade on Lake Gennesaret. We learn that people are inspired in places and through events that are usually quite ordinary. And what is remarkable is what they experience in those places and in those events. For instance, Isaiah says he was personally transformed so that he could proclaim God's word. Paul was infused with God's grace to share the news, and we know Paul's story. Peter and the apostles were granted the courage they needed to bring others into their company. God does the same for us. He equips us what is needed, even at first we may have some doubt. We continue to be inspired by the response of those disciples concerning their call to follow Jesus. Let us reaffirm from our baptism, when we were anointed priest, prophet, and king, we too can evangelize others by bringing Christ and the word of God to them. And when we do, we can be like Isaiah in our first reading and say, here I am, Lord, send me. Today, Jesus calls you and calls me. Like Peter, we may lack faith. Like Andrew, we may have much to learn. Like James and John, we may be selfish at times. 
Like Matthew, we may have a past. Like Thomas, we may doubt sometimes. Seeing that the apostles of limited competence did so much for the church has to give us confidence that we can too. If Jesus can use them, he certainly can use us. God has a perfect plan for you that he will reveal to you in faith if you trust him. This calling and purpose will ultimately be about you receiving Christ in the temple of your heart and then praising and worshiping him. It may take a unique form in accord with the will of God for your life, but it will be as significant as and important as Isaiah's, as Paul's, as the apostles, and as was Father Fabrizio's calling. Today's pertinent question is, you have to ask yourself, what are you being called to be? And what are you being called to do? What do you need to allow God to work within you to accomplish his will, not your will? I urge you to spend time this week to reflect upon your own calling and mission in life that God has called you to live. Don't miss out on his call. Don't miss out on his mission. Be bold and answer his call. And like Isaiah say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.